Hi, I'm Danny Simon, and I lead the New Life Fellowship Church here at Manipal. I'm so glad that you tuned in with us today to listen to our audio podcast. Do subscribe so that you can tune in every week. You know, I believe that a spoken word can change lives, and my prayer and my hope is that as you listen to today's message, it will change your life as you know it. Enjoy the message. Shall we just have a word of prayer before we uh, get into today's message? All right. Father, we just want to thank you for giving us this time and opportunity to be in your presence. Father, we thank you once again for this time of worship that we had. Thank you for this in Lord ability, Lord, to just come into your presence, Lord. Whenever we are gathered from, Lord Father, even today, I pray, Lord, that your holy presence, Lord Father, would minister, Lord Father. Lord, we want to hear you speak, Lord Father. Oh, Holy Spirit, prepare each of our hearts to receive what you have in store for us, Lord. We thank you, Lord Father. We praise your name, Lord. We want to surrender everything into your hands, Lord. In Jesus' most mighty and precious name we pray amen all right uh so today you know what i want to do today is uh, basically want to start a brand new series and uh, this is something that also you know like i start off with every series and i tell you this all the time you know i take a lot of time to pray prepare ask the lord lord what is it that you know you want you know the church you know to receive from your holy presence and this is something that the lord has been laying on my heart since last december um you know even in midst of you know the previous series that we just came out of you know and uh, i felt very strongly you know that this is something that uh, we need to go through you know as a church and uh, let me just tell you this you know this is a series which uh, i had personally gone through uh, many many years back and uh, it has really helped me you know in many many areas in my own life you know when it comes to you know this topic of what we are going to actually be looking at all right and uh, so what i've titled you know the entire series and you know this okay the whole series will always be titled under one but every week you know we'll be changing the subtitle i don't know if you can call it a subtitle but um so the name of the series okay i think you had seen it earlier it's called i dream okay and uh, the reason you know for labeling it you know the series as well wow, that's nice nice picture there okay uh the reason for labeling it as i dream is because i sincerely believe that each of us here you know we still have a dream regardless of our age okay we all have dreams we all have aspirations you know regardless of our age at what you know uh, age of the journey that we are in right now whether we are young whether we are old it doesn't matter if you are not married married we all have dreams and aspirations that we are really looking to all right and in fact you know let me i mean okay this is online so can i can i ask all of you how many of you can actually say that you have a dream um I can't ask for a show of hands, but I think I can, right? Zoom has an option, right? Can can I see, you know, some hands up, you know, say that you have a dream, you have an aspiration that you're looking forward to, or you're hoping that you know God would actually, you know, enable you to see this dream that you have in your life. Okay, I see one hands up there. I see two hands up now. I'm still waiting. Okay, for anybody, you know, who still has a dream. Okay, whoever didn't raise up their hands, there's a heart there. Okay, whoever didn't raise up their hands. they either they don't know how to use a zoom hands or i'm just assuming you know but i'm just saying this everybody has a dream and can i be very specific when i say age why i say age is because if you remember reading through the life of abraham do you know when abraham actually had a dream about his future it was at the age of 
that was when god called him that was when god called him out and say listen abram i want you to leave your family i want you to leave you know everything that you have known your comfort zone everything that you have known and i want you to go to the place that i am calling you to now it took a lot of faith from abram's part but he was 75 when he realized that you know god still has a major future planned in ahead you know of him and um i want to say this you know one of the things that i want us to realize at the beginning of the series and i'll keep emphasizing this right through the whole series is okay god has a dream for each and every one of us okay he has a dream that he gives to each and every one of us you know and um, dreams are something you know let me put it this way all of us you know we have dreams okay when you go to sleep whether it's in the afternoon or whether it's you know late into the morning hours when you're still sleeping you do see dreams okay and many times you know one of the questions that i keep getting asked is okay how do i know a dream is from god i'll, I'll address that question you know in some time but i'm just saying it's many many times it's important to understand that you know dreams is something that you know god has in store for us and in fact let me say this okay the reason why god gives us a dream is because he has a perfect plan uh perfected out or you know laid out for our lives in fact uh, one of the regular questions that young people keep asking me over the years and i keep hearing this question over and over again is you know that i really want to know what god's plan or what god's purpose for my life is okay god has a plan and a purpose that he has designed for each and every one of us regardless of our age like i just looked at you know we just saw abram was you know given a blueprint or given an idea about you know his future at the age of 75 75 is an age most of us we think of retirement we think of you know okay man th- things in life are well settled we married we got kids i mean those are things that you know we think about when the age of 75 but here's abram you know who was old who still had life in him was you know called out at that point to the point of time so what am i trying to say what is it that i want each of us to take back is the fact that god has a plan god has a plan that he has purposed out you know for each of us now what i want to do you know is uh, being able to understand this whole series you know is directed basically at understanding that you know we have dreams and many times you know it's god who gives us that dream and the reason god gives us that dream is so that we can get to the plan or the purpose that god has actually laid out for us but the difference or let me say this you know that that uh, that path or that journey between you know your dream of what you start out with towards you know moving towards the calling or the plan or the purpose that god has intended for you is a journey and in this journey it's possible that many times if you're not careful if we don't go by you know what god wants us to go through we can get off track and we can get laid off can i tell you this church I know people who had a dream from God but has never been able to move into the purpose of the plan that God had originally intended for them and there are reasons why they have never been able to move out and one of my prayers and one of my hope you know is right through this entire series is that we would be able to recognize some of these things that you know God wants to deal with us before he actually moves us into that place of purpose that he has intended and originally you know stored for us and Uh, how i want to do this entire series is i think i mentioned this you know to some of you all earlier i want us to look through the life of joseph okay for the next few weeks we're going to be looking into the life of joseph very specifically joseph was a dreamer okay and we'll look into some of his dreams today but he had a dream it came from god and if he had not been on track can i tell you this joseph would never have you know been able to live out the purpose that god had originally called him or intended for him to live out. okay so we're going to look at um, you know joseph's life okay so we're going to start reading okay the book of um, 
Genesis, we find, you know, uh, the story of uh, Joseph that's laid out in the book of Genesis, chapter 37, verse 1 to 11. Now, I'm just going to read that right now. All right. Now, Jacob, who was his father, I think most of us know that. Jacob dwelt in the land where his father was a stranger, in the land of Canaan. This is the history of Jacob. Joseph, being 17 years old, was feeding the flock with his brothers. Now, here's what I don't want us to miss. Okay. Joseph's life, okay, or rather, you know, the point or the time when Joseph had a dream from God was the time, you know, at that age, at the age of 17, all right? He got a dream from God at the age of 17, okay? And um, we'll, we'll, you know, right through the weeks, we'll see that. But Joseph was only able to move into his purpose or into his, you know, the plan which God had laid for him, at least the beginning of that plan, when he was at the age of 30. So 17, the age of 17 to 30, Joseph runs through, you know, these couple of things that God allows him to go through. Literally, I would say, in preparation for what God had actually planned or purposed his life to be all about. And that is what, you know, we're going to look at. So we, we read here, you know, this history of Joseph being 17 years old. He was feeding the flock with his brothers. Okay, and the lad was with the sons of Bilha and the sons of Silpa. Okay, difficult names, but um, okay, Bilha and Silpa, basically his father's wives. If you know the story of um, Jacob, he had two wives, okay, Leah and Rachel. And Bilha and Silpa were basically the maid servants of both of these wives, okay, and uh, the sons. And Joseph bought a bad report of them to his father, okay. Joseph was with his brothers, okay. If you had boys, okay, I mean, at least, uh, you know, families might understand this better. Okay, I, I got three boys, I understand. Okay, boys always tend to bring a bad report. I'm not saying sisters don't, I think they do as well. But I think in technicality, okay, boys do have a tendency for that. So Joseph brings a bad report of, you know, his brothers to his father. Now, Israel, verse 3, loved Joseph more than all of his children because he was the son of his old age. That was one reason. Another reason was because, you know, he loved his wife, Rachel, more than Leah. Okay, that's a separate message by itself. But Israel loved Joseph more than all his children. Also, he made him a tunic of many colors. Tunic is not probably a word that we use today. Okay, I would say probably the word that we really use today is the word coat. Okay, so imagine he's got a coat of many colors. But when his brothers saw that their father loved him more than all of his brothers, they hated him and could not speak peaceably with him. So I want you to understand the situation here. All right. There's already a love-hate relationship that's going on between Joseph and his brothers. His brothers hate him. All right. Primarily because, you know, he's a tattletale. He keeps, you know, reporting bad reports about them, you know, to his, to their father. All right. Now he's, he's also, you know, the favorite son. So they knew that. And it's, it's adding to, you know, that, um, that kind of grudge, you know, that they have towards Joseph. Now, Here's where it really gets interesting. Now, Joseph, verse 5, had a dream and he told it to his brothers and they hated him even more. Imagine being in a place where you know you're already hated by that group and you go back to that group and you tell them that, listen, guys, I had a dream. Okay. And what was the dream about? That's even, that's even worse. Okay. Verse 6. Okay. He said to them, please hear this dream which I have dreamed. I want you to picture that situation, okay? And I'm assuming, you know, Joseph is saying, please, because he knows that his brothers hate him and probably they wouldn't listen to him. And, you know, elders' brothers normally have that thing. They don't listen to the, you know, the younger siblings, okay? But he said to them, please hear this dream which I have dreamed. There we were, all of us brothers, we were gathered there. We were binding sheaves in the field. And behold, my sheaf, it arose. It stood up, right? And indeed, your sheaves, it stood all around 
and it bowed down to my shift. Can you imagine, you know, what was running in the brother's mind as they heard it? I want you to picture that scene because, and here's, you know, verse 8, look at what his brother said. Brother said to him, shall you indeed reign over us or shall you indeed have dominion over us? Now watch this. So they hated him even more for his dreams and for his words. Hate is already pending because of what, you know, he keeps reporting about them to his father, their father. And now he has the audacity to come and tell them that, listen, you know, this is the dream I saw that my sheep it stood up and all of what you collected, you know, it bowed down before. They're like, what are you talking about, Joseph? What do you want us to do? You want us to bow down before you? Is that what you're trying to say? They hated him even more for that. Right? Verse 9, he dreamed another dream and he told this to his brothers and he said, look, I've dreamed another dream. This time, the sun, the moon, the 11 stars, they all bowed down to me. Wow, Joseph, that's such an amazing dream. You're a great person. And what was Joseph looking for? Okay. We'll come back to that. But so he, you know, he told it to his father and his brothers. His father rebuked him and said to him, what is the dream that you have dreamed? What? Joseph, what are you dreaming? Shall your mother and I and your brothers indeed come to bow down to the earth before you? And his brothers, verse 11, and his brothers envied him. But his father kept the matter in his mind. Joseph had the dream when he was 17. And he stepped into fulfilling his purpose can I tell you this? At the age of 30. But in order to fulfill the purpose that God had for him, he had to go through certain things that prepared him to fulfill it. And that's important for us to understand, church. He had to go through certain things that, you know, God, I believe, was literally in a process of preparing him, you know, to become or to, you know, reach or to go into the path of the purpose that God had originally planned. Okay. Now, you know, uh, like I said, you know, one of the things that I want to establish at the beginning of the series, okay, is this one thing, all right? Uh, maybe some of you have thought about this. Maybe some of you have never thought about this. But I want us to get this into our spirit, man, all right? This, this is the point one that I want us to really emphasize on. God has a dream for you. I want us to, you know, be able to, you know, let those words be able to sink into our heart. That God has a dream for you. You know, this is, this is so important for us to recognize because, you know, one of the things, like I said earlier, you know, that young people keep coming and asking, you know, I don't know what my life is going to be all about. I don't know, you know, what, what I should be looking for. You know, many of the young people, you know, today's generation, they live lives, you know, just for the sake of living. it. They live it every day. They don't have a sense of vision. They don't have a sense of purpose. They don't know, you know, what direction to go to. But here's something that I want us to all recognize, you know, right at the beginning of the series. And I'll keep repeating this over and over again. God has a dream for your life. God has a plan and a purpose that he has laid out, you know, for your life. Now, here's what I want us to look, you know, from the life of Joseph. The dream that Joseph had here was indeed from God. Okay. Joseph going and talking about it was not from God. Can I, can I say that again? Okay. The dream that Joseph had, it was from God. But the way that, you know, Joseph was going on talking about it, bragging about it, you know, putting it all over in front of his brothers, okay, who already hated him, all right, that was definitely not from God, okay? Well, and here's something that I want us to recognize. We all have dreams, certain dreams about our lives, we do. Some of them are from God. Some of them, again, are not from God, okay? And, and I'll come back to this, but here's something that I also want us to recognize. God's dreams for our lives are much better and much more perfect than our dreams for our lives. Okay, I want to say that again. 
God's dreams for our lives, God's dreams for my life, God's dreams for your life is much better and much more better planned out than our dreams for our lives in a nutshell. Alright? But here's a question that I want you to ponder about. Now, probably you've asked this question. I understand that, Dad. But how do I know what God dreams for my life are? I don't know if you ever asked that question. I know that I've asked that question so many. How do I know what God dreams for my life are? Alright? I want us to look at, you know, what uh, God told about Moses. This is a testimony that God gives about Moses. Okay, and I want you to look at this. Numbers chapter 12, verse 6 to 8. It's, it's recorded here. God speaking. Then he said, Hear now my words. If there is a prophet among you, I, the Lord, make myself known to him in a vision. I speak to him in a dream. Not so with my servant Moses. Okay, here's what God is saying. Listen, there is a prophet among you. I speak to them in visions. I speak to them in dreams. But not so with my servant Moses. He is faithful in all my house. I want you to look at that. He's, Moses is faithful in all of my house. And I speak to him face to face, even plainly. I don't, I don't, you know, give him like a vision, you know, which I want him to interpret. I don't give him a dream, which, you know, I want him to interpret. I speak to him plainly face to face that he understands word by word, you know, what I'm trying to say. This is God speaking about Moses. This is a testimony that God gives about Moses, you know, to the people of Israel. And can I tell you this, the answer to the question, what's the best way to know, you know, what God's dream for your life and my life is? Get to know God. Get to know your heavenly father. What's the secret to know, you know, the, you know, the dream that he has for your life? Listen, get to know him on a much more personal and intimate level. That's the key, you know, many times, you know, what we look for, we look for what God has in store for us. Very rarely do we come to a place where we say that, listen, I want to know you more, God. But the more closer you draw to God, the more clearer and the more he will reveal what his plans and what his purpose for your life is. The important or the key thing is to be able to get into a close, proximal, intimate relationship with God, where God reveals his heart to you. You know, the relationship between Moses and God here so intimate are so close that he says listen I don't want to just I don't have to speak to him in a vision I don't have to speak to him in a dream it's not like one time he comes into my presence and he asks me okay God what's you know my future what's this no he knows me so well that I speak to him face to face just like a friend you know it's, this is what you know the psalmist writer writes you know in the book of Psalms chapter 103 verse 7 okay God made his ways known to Moses his acts to the children of Israel. The children of Israel knew his acts. The children of Israel, you know, were able to understand, okay, listen, when they saw a miracle happen, when they saw something happening, they're like, ha, oh, that's God. Ha, oh, this is God. You know, that's what, you know, that's what the children of Israel knew. But look at what it says about Moses. He made his ways, how he acts, how he, you know, works, you know, what is the mindset of God, you know, how God even thinks. He made it known to Moses. Why? Because Moses took the trouble of getting into his presence. And look at, you know, I want you to go just go back to that previous scripture there. Okay. I make, you know, um, okay, I make myself known, you know, to the prophets in a vision. I speak to them in a dream. Not so with my servant Moses. Why? Because he's faithful. Okay. Um, he's faithful in all of my house. Here's a question that I want to ask all of you, church. Okay. How faithful are you when it comes to the house of God? How faithful are you when it comes to, you know, to your commitment where you God? You know, many times, you know, one of the things that we notice, okay, people just love to come on a Sunday and go. 
you know when it comes to involvement when it comes to commitment when it comes to taking an extra step where you know you will have to put in some effort you will have to you know come to a place be kind of sure look moses did not hold himself moses went all out moses was in the presence of god moses was committed you know to the house of god he never shirked away in fact you know i i don't have the scripture up there on the screen if you remember you know moses had come to a place where he said listen all of these responsibilities are so much i can't handle it myself why did ever moses reach a place like that because he was so involved he was so you know intertwined with the house of god that he knew everything that was going on and then you know he goes to jethro you know his father in law who says listen pick out you know wise men that you know and assign these responsibility which you don't have to take it up let them do it you know on their own so that you know you'll be free to look into something else why was moses ever in a place or a situation like that because he was so intertwined with the house of god with the affairs of you know what was happening in the house of god listen how faithful are you can god speak a testimony like this about your life and about my life okay i'm not you know saying that i'm any different but i'm saying it's a great place you know to start pondering about we're so concerned about you know what the plans god has for us we're so concerned god what's my future what you know young people you know often times the question is okay who am i going to get married to who's my life partner we have all these things about the acts of god how many times have we pondered to say that listen god i know what you're going to do in my life and you know i know that you have perfect plans i may not know you know the the intricacies or the details about you know what you're going to do with my life but i want to you know pursue you more i want to get closer to you more and the more you draw closer to him the more he will reveal you know the plans that he has for your life now like i said earlier listen we have dreams you know our own dreams we have you know dreams that comes from god and and can i tell you this how do you differentiate between a dream that you have versus a dream that you know god has any dream that has to do with only with you and with you moving up the ladder and you moving up this thing and it has nothing to do with you know god or the people of god you can be rest assured that that's a selfish dream it's all about you and when that dream is all about you can i tell you this okay sometimes okay you have to be ready to be prepared not to see that dream coming to pass because understanding a place or coming to a place where you understand that listen many things which i have dreamed for are not working out for me many things that i thought should happen in my life have not worked out for me the reason is because maybe at some point it was a selfish dream maybe at some point it was all about you it's all about me it was never about god it was never about god's people any dream that comes from god will always have to do with serving with people and I'll, i'll come back to that statement that i just made okay in just a moment okay so here's the first thing that i want us to recognize is god has a dream for you how do you get to know the dream that god has in store for you you have to get to know him intimately you have to you know let me put it this way you've got to know the maker of the you got to know the giver of the dream much more than what the dream is all about all right so that's number one now when you when you get a dream from god what do you do his point number 2 don't brag about the dream okay when you get a dream from god you know it's from god you know this is you know what god has planned for you you've got to learn to stop you know bragging about it okay and and uh, here's one thing also you know i'm i'm guilty of this i'm not saying that i was any different you know when i was much younger okay we love talking about what god has put into our hearts with everyone isn't that true you know when god speaks you know certain when we are not quiet time or you know when you feel that okay god is putting this and god is speaking this and you know we love to come into a place where we say that wow god 
man this is such an amazing revelation and we can't wait to get out of the presence of god and to tap talk to two two three people about you know what god has spoken to you or you know you come to a place of realization man this is what god's plan for my life this is what you know god's plan or purpose this is what i believe god is going to use my life for we get so excited that man we have to go and talk to somebody about it or we have to tell listen i felt god was telling me that you know he's going to be using me like this or he's going to be using me like that there is there is a sense of you know can i put it this way there's a sense of you know um pride or there's a sense of arrogance that sense comes in when we start talking or bragging about the dream that god has actually given to us okay and and um, when you look at the life of joseph that's exactly what happened joseph had two dreams and can i tell you this again it was definitely from god okay it was definitely from god but the problem with joseph was that he couldn't keep his mouth shut he had to go and talk to his brothers and the same people that did not like him you know it's it's very clearly mentioned it's not about not liking okay we are all the safe generation we don't use words like hate i don't hate i don't hate that person i just don't like him you know we we like to kind of put it on the safe side okay we like to what do you call use the right word so that you know it's not too much of a this here it was outright okay it's not about they don't they didn't like him they just hated him okay it's it's plain it's it's directly given that they hated him to the core and to top it all he goes and he brags about you know what his dream was to his brothers and to his dad and to everyone that you know he probably was close with okay but here's a game here's what i don't want us to miss church the longer we keep bragging about god's dream for our lives the longer it will take for us to see his plan come to pass in our Can I say that again? The longer we keep talking about the dream that God has for our lives, the longer we know we the the, the more you know we keep um, bragging about the dream or the plan or the purpose we believe you know God has for our lives. You know, to all the people there, the longer it will take for us to see that dream or that plan come to pass in our lives from God. What's the key? We have to learn to share. we have to learn to keep our mouth shut because listen if god has given you a personal revelation about you know your life if god has given you a dream and saying that listen this is you know what i have in store for you this is what i have to listen i'm not saying that you listen maybe okay maybe to confirm maybe you need to go to talk to the pastor maybe you need to go and talk to someone who's spiritually more inclined or spiritually more mature and tell them listen i feel this is what god is telling me just to confirm you know that what you have is from god that's an okay thing but going and talking about it you know to everybody else and saying that listen hey guys oh man god is going to use me this way god is using me that i'm telling you that is bragging by itself and 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 you know when you don't learn to shut up listen it's going to you know take a longer time for you to see the plan or the purpose that god has in store for you come to pass now this is something i had to learn the hard way i really had to learn the hard way and and you know one of the good things or let me say one of the great things about our heavenly father is that every time you fail this every time you know you fail to keep your mouth shut every time you end up bragging about you know all the great things that god is going to do in your life or god is going to you know use you for he is long suffering and compassionate enough or let me say this he's patient enough with us to give us a second chance and saying that ah, you, when will you keep quiet okay when are you going to keep quiet about you know the things that i am going to do in your life this we got to learn to keep quiet okay and and um, you know one of the things that i've learned in my experience of counseling with a lot of young people and you know families for that matter young families okay 
is that uh, it doesn't take too long to figure out what is in a person's heart. And what I mean by that is, you know, when you just hear somebody talk about something, it doesn't take you very long, you know, to figure out what is inside of that person's heart. How do I know this? Because of what Jesus said. Jesus says this, you know, Matthew chapter 12, verse 34. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. What is, you know, what your heart is filled with, that's what you will come out of your mouth. Simple as that. So the reason, one of the reasons why people love to talk about the way that God is going to use them or the way that, you know, man, this is what God is doing in my life and this is that and this and that. And I'm not saying, see, even a testimony is a different story, but about the future, about, you know, man, how God is going to do things like what we see in the life of Joseph here. I hope you don't get confused. What we see what Joseph is doing. All right. That is called bragging. And the reason why Joseph was bragging, I believe Joseph was, Joseph was bragging there, was because he had pride inside of his heart. And the pride inside of his heart was because like what Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. The reason Joseph kept bragging about his dreams was because his heart was filled with pride. I believe that very strongly. And, and, and you know, the, the one of the things, you know, we, we, what I've also realized, and I'm saying this out of personal experience, we take pride in the fact that God is going to use us. We do. We take pride in the fact that, man, God is going to use me this way. God is going to use me that way. We get excited at the whole idea. I mean, getting excited is one thing. But getting prideful or arrogant about the fact that, listen, God is going to use me this way. God is going to do this, you know, through my life. You know, he's going to speak to so many people. He's going to... I'm telling you, that is pride by itself. Can I say this? Okay. Pride always has to have a voice. Pride cannot shut up. Pride cannot keep quiet about, you know, what is going to happen. Pride always wants to be heard. Pride always wants to give an opinion. Do you know why, you know, what I believe about pride? All right. Have you ever found yourself interrupting somebody when they are in the midst of, you know, speaking something? When they're saying something, maybe they're saying an opinion or they're saying something else. Have you ever found yourself to cut through that conversation and, you know, say that, listen, I understand what he's saying, but listen, listen to what I have to say. Have you ever found yourself in a place like that? Do you know why we often end up cutting people in the midst of their conversations? It's because, you know, we want to be heard. We want our opinions to be heard. We can't wait for them to finish talking. Immediately, we have to, you know, button and we have to, you know, speak our opinions and our, what, you know, we're thinking about. The reason is because pride wants to cut it. We want to be able to, you know, give our opinion because we believe our opinion is more important than what they have to say. Joseph, in this situation, already, you know, used to bring bad reports about his brothers, you know, before his father. So he already had a problem with his mouth. That's the reason I strongly believe, you know, Joseph had this problem with pride. Because Joseph was always a tattletale. He would always go to his father and say, yeah, listen, they did this, you know, they did that. I mean, you know, all of his brothers, they're doing this, they're doing that. What business did he have about that? Why does he have to do it? Why does he have to be the one? Is because, you know, he already had a problem with his mouth. If you have a problem with your mouth, church, I was what I want to understand. If you have a problem with your mouth, the reason is because you have a problem with your heart. The check not needs not to be made here. The check needs to be made inside of your heart because that's where the problem is and 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 here's something that i don't want us to miss about joseph's dream okay if you notice about joseph's dream joseph had clearly two dreams here one dream was literally you know the sheaves that you know all of them collected him and his brothers his sheaves stood up straight and all of them around you know the sheaves of his brothers bowed down to him the second dream was you know the sun the moon the stars 
and you know everyone also bowed down you know before if you notice you know joseph's dream was never the purpose or the plan that god had for his life in other words here's what i want us to recognize about joseph's dream it was never god's plan that you know one day all of his brothers will come and bow down before joseph that was not god's ultimate plan or purpose that god had intended for joseph's life i want you to think about that this for god's intention or god's purpose for joseph's life was never you know to come to a place where joseph was you know somewhere top where everybody around him would come and bow down oh joseph oh joseph that was never you know god's intention you know what god's plan or god's intention for joseph's life was god's plan or god's intention for joseph's life was that joseph would come to a place of influence and power where he would be able to save millions of people from starvation you know i mean again we'll come back to that story you know in a couple of weeks but you know the whole intention i mean he had to interpret that dream you know there was a seven year famine that was coming i think most of us know the story of joseph but joseph you know the dream that was given to joseph versus the plan or the purpose that god had intended were two separate entities by themselves the dream that god had given for joseph was never the ultimate plan or the purpose that god had intended for joseph and now why did god give a dream like that to joseph i want that that's a great question to ask and i want you to really ponder about that joseph was given these two dreams and we know i mean most of us you know if you have read the story of joseph you know the ending of joseph's story it was that was never god's ultimate plan but why at the age of 17 when he was so young god gives him a, you know two dreams like this and i believe you know two reasons which i was able to, which i felt was you know reason was one of the reasons i believe god gave a dream like that even though that was never god's original plan or intention you know for joseph was because i don't think a dream like you know where if if god i mean i was thinking you know what is the other dream that possibly god could have given joseph joseph could have been shown the dream that you know man he would be in a place of influence and power where you know he would be serving and helping out lots of people i was thinking maybe that could be an ultimate thing you know man god you're going to bring me to a place where you're going to help me or put me in a position where i can help hundreds and millions of people i don't think that kind of a dream really motivates anybody especially the young people i mean think about the age of 70 think about the age when you're really young you know one of the things i've i've noticed okay and i'm like i said you know i'm saying this out of experience okay because i've done this the one of the reasons why young people love to come into a place of position or power or authority is because they feel like you know man if we have that sense of power if that sense of influence if that sense of you know success it puts me on this place where i become really really popular with everybody and today's can i say this okay popularity is something that young people i believe is really really going through a struggle even today especially with the advent of the invent of social media you know when when instagram or facebook or you know whatever the young people use today what do they really look for they put out a post they put out a video they looking for how many people are seen they looking for how many likes have come they looking for the comments that come in they're looking for validation you know through the comments and the likes that comes through that why because you know they they want to come to a place of you know man popularity 
they want to come to a place where they say that man i have so many followers i have so many people who like you know that post which i did i think god is using me you know in those things and we we weigh you know the young people and i'm not i'm not saying that i'm not guilty of this i'm guilty as charged but i'm saying you know many times we come to a place where we we look at the validation that comes from people and say that man god is really using me you know for all of these kind of things and and and, and can i tell you this church that's never god's plan and purpose the reason why god wants to give us power the reason why god wants to give us a place of influence the reason why god wants to give us elevated or higher responsibilities is so that we can come to a place where we can serve the people that god has placed around us and until we get that into our minds and until we get that into our hearts god's going to you know keep dealing with the pride that exists in our heart and the reason for that you know why we keep looking for popularity is because of a condition that's there in the heart called pride we pride ourselves in the fact that man i have so many followers every time i put out a post you know i get these many views i get these many likes and these are things that you know today people look for and that's never the reason why god gives us success that's never the reason why god gives us purpose and power no he has given us that so that we can come to a place where we can serve the people because of the influence and because of the power you know that he's given to us one of the reasons another reasons i believe god gives joseph these two specific dreams was to bring out what was inside joseph's heart this was never god's plan that you know one day all of these people will be bowing down before joseph and wow joseph you know you have such a great uh, you know repertoire or whatever that you have to call it that was never god's intention i believe one of the reasons why god gives joseph a dream at this age which has almost nothing almost nothing to do with you know what the original plan and purpose god had for joseph was because he wanted to bring out what was inside joseph's heart. God knew pride existed in Joseph's heart. God knew that Joseph had a problem with his mouth and he wanted to deal with it before God moved Joseph into that place or that purpose or path which God had originally intended for him to take. Can I tell you this church? The dream that God gives often is not the purpose that he has in store for your life. The dreams that you see today may not be the ultimate purpose god might be just showing few bits and pieces and he may never show you the entire picture of you know what how he's going to use you and what he's going to do in your life he may never show you the entire picture but sometimes god gives us a dream primarily so that when the dream comes in and when you see little bits of pieces and you get excited and you start bragging about it and you come to a place where you know there's so much of pride and there's so much of arrogance with the fact that listen god is going to do this in my life this is what is he's trying to get the pride out of this because here's what i've known about god here's what i know about god's plan if we don't deal with certain of these things today when we just have a dream and there's so much of pride there's so much of pride and arrogance that comes in we will never be able to handle the purpose or the plan that god has originally in store for us if we can't deal with the dream how can we deal with the purpose or the plan that god has for us and that's one of the reasons i believe god was you know showing these dreams to joseph because he wanted to bring out what was inside of joseph's heart onto the outside so that he could deal with it and joseph could slowly move into the plan and the purpose that god had ultimately done with us listen so how do you deal with you know when you have this number one you you know you got to realize god has a dream for you number two listen learn not to brag about the dream that god has given to you if you want to speak to somebody speak to someone who's spiritually mature but then keep quiet keep it guarded keep it inside of your heart and wait to see what god is doing you know with the dream that god has given to you and here's number 3 listen we've got to learn to deal 
with the root of pride now i want to ask this question to everybody in the church all right how many of you have ever at some point in your life dealt with pride anybody raise your hands i can raise up both my hands here okay have you ever dealt with pride or you felt man oh, i've done this or i've you know people were saying this things about me and you you know this i mean my wife has uh, a nice way of putting it to me you know i don't want to you know you to you know hit the ceiling off and you know you'd fly off into that direction there that's the word the way she she always puts it to me okay anybody anybody else i just see one hand up anybody else has ever dealt with pride oh now i see two hands okay anybody else either you don't know how to use zoom or you know you just not being honest all right now here here's here's the thing that i want us to understand all right pride is something that we keep dealing with on a regular basis and most of us i'm sure you know when you look back at your life whenever you've had to deal with this issue of pride or okay, you feel that okay i'm going a little bit over the top sometimes you find yourself doing that not just in one situation but multiple situation keeps happening all the time and and can i say this the reason why we find ourselves dealing with you know pride over a multiple period of time is because often we deal with the fruit rather than the root and here's something that i want us to recognize the root of all pride is insecurity okay the root of all pride every pride that anybody carries the reason is insecurity the reason is because they're insecure they're insecure about themselves and can, um, can i tell you this okay if pride is in your heart okay we talked about pride being in your heart and you know how god wants to bring that up the reason why pride is in our heart is because insecurity is there inside of our soul that's important for us to recognize and that is why you know it's so important for us to recognize healing you know for our soul you know one of the things you know that we keep encouraging people to go for is inner healing ministry the reason being it's important to get healed in our soul in regard to insecurity we will always have to deal with pride because here's the thing every time we have to deal with pride recognize we need to recognize that there is a sense of insecurity at the back there is a sense of insecurity and the reason why we feel prideful or can i tell you this the easiest way to recognize insecurity okay you see somebody who's being prideful or who's being arrogant you know why they are being prideful and why they are being arrogant because they have insecurity within themselves it's so easy to recognize you know insecurity that is there inside of somebody's soul the reason is because the way they exhibit it is through the prideful actions or the words you know that is or the way they carry themselves up. and is what i've recognized also with every new responsibility that you ever get there are new insecurities that keep popping up let me say that again with every new responsibility that you ever get there is a new sense of insecurity that always comes along with it um i don't know about you you know but uh, most of you you know I know that you know you you most of you have grown up in churches okay before coming to NLF Manipal alright I know I've grown up in the church and and you know we 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 always come to a place where you know we we might be given a small responsibility maybe inside of the church alright maybe we were asked to share the word maybe we were asked to you know lead worship or you know one of those small responsibilities you know maybe okay fine just do this or do that and you know we've been faithfully doing it to a point where you know maybe a leader a youth leader or a pastor recognizes that man this guy or girl has been so faithful in these small small areas they give us a bigger sense of responsibility you know maybe maybe you're a, you know you've led you know prayer you're leading a prayer group 
okay and you maybe you're leading prayer and they feel that man they've been so faithful they've been this and they say that man i'm going to give you a bigger responsibility i want you to lead the whole group okay and that's a new responsibility and and many times you know if you're not careful what happens is many times because this new responsibility has come in there are new insecurities that come in and and the way that we deal with that insecurity will determine whether pride stays in our heart or not and let me let me just explain that i hope you understand this okay when i'm giving let's say let's say i'm leading a prayer and i've been doing it faithfully for a very long time and you know my, my pastor comes and tells me you know danny you've been leading this prayer so well i want you to lead the whole prayer group now this new responsibility is coming because i've been faithful and because you know i've been committed you know at my smaller level of responsibility this new responsibility is coming now for me what's running in my mind is how am i going to handle a whole group done a small group but how could it deal with you know a bigger group and how am i going to do this where we turn to at that point determines how we deal with the insecurity that comes because we are insecure suddenly i'm suddenly insecure how am i going to handle such a big group now it's all of a sudden and you know man there's so much more responsibility so many more things i need to look into there's so many of these things that is there are we going to turn to ourselves to try and be more confident and handle you know the new responsibilities that come in with ourselves or are we going to turn to our heavenly father and say lord this is beyond me i don't know how i'm going to handle it i want you to give me the wisdom to handle this thing where we turn to at that point determines how we deal with insecurity that is coming up in us if i'm going to turn to myself and i say listen i've always done these things like this and i'm going to look to my methods and i'm going to look to you know the way that this can i tell you this if things turn out successful what's going to happen to me i'm going to be prideful i'm going to i'm going to be mad you know 6 months down the line you know i was handed this prayer group you know and i've led it well and the group has grown and all of these things this what's what's what am i really communicating i think you saw pride in me right there right i'm just saying it brings in a pride the fact that listen you have done things by your own ability and so therefore you're you, you're someone great you're someone this the way you deal with that insecurity when it comes up the first time determines the level of pride that comes in but on the other hand if i say listen I know I've been doing things like this but this is a huge thing I've never been in a situation like this before I'm going to really come into the presence of God I'm going to ask God God I want you to show me how to do this I have no idea The more we turn towards there we come to a place of humility where we recognize that listen I can't be dependent on my abilities I can't be dependent on my confidence level I'm going to be dependent on God and God is going to carry me this whole thing listen that's where you realize pride kicks in But That's why I told you earlier, listen, with every new responsibility, new insecurities come in. And how you deal with that insecurity will determine the level of pride that exists within our hearts. I want you to think about Jesus. You remember the time when, you know, Satan was tempting Jesus? All three times, you know, he begins his temptations with one same simple question. If you're the son of God. Jesus, if you're the son of God. And what's interesting is Jesus never at one point says, Satan, what are you talking about? I am the son of God. Huh? You have any doubt? I am the son. He never comes to a place where he counteracts Satan and he says Satan, I am the son of God. He never he, not even once you see that. Why? Because Jesus knew who he was and he didn't have to require validation, you know, to prove who he was to anybody. Not even Satan. And Satan came with the ultimate temptation at his weakest stage in his life. Jesus 
you know, responds by saying it is written, it is written, it is written. Never once did he counteract what Satan said and he said, listen, you're challenging my identity there. And I want you to know it's true. I am the son of God. And that's how, you know, we learn to deal with insecurity. That's where we need to come to a place where we realize that, listen, I know who I am. I don't need validation from people. I don't need, you know, to prove myself to somebody. I know who I am. I am the child of the living God. And I know that I can actually, you know, be confident in the fact that I am secure because I know where I come from and I know whom I belong to. We are children, you know, of God, not because of what we have done, but because of His grace and because of His love and mercy towards us. It's not because I've done great things that today God calls me a son. God calls me a son because of what He has done in us and opposed to what I have done. You know, um, one of the things, uh, like, you know, since we are in the topic of pride, it's important to recognize. And it's important to recognize the fact that, listen, many times pride actually puts you off the track, you know, what God has in store for you. And we've got to learn to deal with the root of pride. We've got to come to a place of revelation that, listen, I know who I am. I know that I belong, you know, to the kingdom. I know I belong to this family. And I know that no matter what happens around me, I will never feel insecure because of my identity in Jesus Christ. That's important for us to recognize. Um, I wasn't actually planning to share this, but no, I thought I'll anyway share this. Um, when I was, you know, when I started coming to church in Bangalore here, I, you know, I came in as a youth. I didn't know much about the Bible and I didn't know any of these things. And I mean, I, I still call this, you know, my home church because this is where I grew up. This is where I learned the word. This is where I knew how to share them. All of these things, I picked it up, you know, from the church that I'm in. I mean, and, and, and I remember, you know, similarly like this, I was put in charge of, you know, a prayer group because I was committed to a cell prayer group that was happening. Um, I remember uh, one time, you know, my youth leader at that time, I told you this, Ajit, he comes and shares with us once in a while. He came and, you know, said, okay, um, Daddy, I want you to take in charge of the Aloysius group. Okay, that is there. There was just one boy who was coming at that time. And I remember just two of us, we were assigned, you know, the Aloysius group. <laughs> There's no group, it's just, you know, one person. And um, I remember, you know, coming to this place where uh, three of us, were without fail, you know, for six months, we never saw anybody else come into the group. We never saw anything happen. We just kept continuously. So it was like one person lead worship, one person, you know, share the word and one person pray. We just kept rotating that, you know, three of us every week, every week that we met for the next six months. And and not forget, you know, six months down the line, we all wrote our exams. We went back, you know, to our homes for the vacation. We came back. All right? And I'll not forget that first Sunday morning that I go to church, you know, Pastor Matthew, he comes and says, we have like, you know, four or five guys who are coming in from Aloysius now. And man, I was overjoyed, okay, because we were praying for this for like a long time. And, you know, I went and told, you know, the other two guys who were also there that day and they were all excited. Yes, God's answered our prayers. And we started, you know, that prayer group again, um, that following week. This time, instead of three of us who were gathered, we had like, you know, around six or seven of us who were gathered in that group that first week and the next week you know it grew up to like nine to ten and you know for the next around three to four months you know i'm not kidding when i say from what started out as three for six months within a period of four months that group actually grew to 20 people just like that and can i tell you this okay that was probably the most challenging season of my life because 
I mean, you know, here on one hand you're trying to handle your studies, on the other hand you're trying to lead this group, and I remember, man, I felt so good about myself. I'm being very honest with you, I felt so good about myself. I'm like, man, God is using us, and God is using me, and you know, this is really growing. This is really great, and this that, and you know, we moved, you know, the whole prayer cell, we moved into the hostel, okay, and we were able to do it there for a couple of weeks. It was just growing. It was amazing. It was this. It was that. I can just keep talking. But it came to one week where just suddenly, I think the hostel authorities came to know about it, and they shut us down. They said we don't want any outsiders coming into this hostel. And the problem with that was there was only two hostelers who were there, a part of the group. Everybody else was staying outside. It just prevented us from coming in. A group that had grown to, I think, by the time we ended the group, it was around twenty-five people. A group that was like 20, 25 people on an average, it just shut down. And I remember coming to a place where I was so broken, I was so crushed, and I was thinking, "What happened? You know, God was using me, and you know, this was happening, that was happening, and suddenly there's nothing." And and that's when you know I realized there was this huge element of pride that I carried about myself. I came to the Lord, and I remember. I remember, you know, like almost a week. I just kept crying in the presence of God. And I said, Lord, you used us, you know, to start that group, and today that group is nowhere, and there's nothing happening, and we can't even meet. There's no group only, you know, at all. And you allowed, you know, things like that. And I remember coming to that place of brokenness, coming to that place of humility, coming to that place of understanding that listen, it's not about what I do, it's about who I am, and you know, that whole pride factor. Just got broke. I remember that, but I'm not saying I never had to deal with pride. I still on a regular basis. But it's important, church, for us to recognize that the root of all pride is insecurity. I was looking, you know, I was very, I was a very insecure person. I think I've shared this earlier in our series that we've done before. I, I'm a very, I used to be a very insecure person, and most of my validation, most of my affirmation came from, you know, the uh, the things that people would say. People would say this, man, Danny, you did this very well, or you said that very well, or you know, you led this very well. I used to, you know, take that as my, what do you call it? Like, uh, I mean, today's modern uh, social media language, my likes. Okay, and I used to say, wow, this, that, you know, I used to accolades. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. I used to look at it up and I used to keep it as my accolades and look back and say, you know, this God used me for, and that God used me for. But I realized, plus, I was doing that. As a, out of a place of insecurity, how do you deal with insecurity? I want to close, you know, with this one story, which I want you to just, you know, think about. Okay, and then, you know, I just came across that. Um, there was this um, young prince, and he fell in love with this girl. Okay, who was a villager. Um, she was very poor, but he just fell in love with her. So this prince, uh, he decided that you know he was going to disguise himself. And he he came to this place where he disguised himself as a pauper, as a poor man. He took up a job, all right, and he started working in that vicinity where this girl was staying. And over a period of time, he actually won her heart. And the reason, one of the reasons why he didn't, you know, um, want to present himself as a prince before that girl was pranked because he didn't want, you know, her to fall in love with him or you know uh, go with him because he was a prince. He wanted her to love him. For who he was, so you know uh, the story. Short, um, they fall in love. Okay, they get married, and then ultimately, you know, he moves back into the palace where he's the king, and this girl is the queen. Now, 
Here's a question that I want to ask you. How do you think that girl handles pride and insecurity at the same time? Because now she is a queen. You know, she was a poor girl, a pauper girl. She had nothing. Now she is a queen. How does she deal with pride and insecurity? To you know, she deals with insecurity by knowing that she is a queen. By knowing that the fact that she is married to this king, who is madly in love with her. and how does she know that you know he is in madly in love with her because of the sacrifice that he took to come to a place where he was able to win her affection that's how she deals with insecurity knowing that her position of who she is and knowing the fact that listen she is loved regardless of the fact that she is a queen or she is not a queen because the prince disguised himself so that you know she would fall in love with him as a person so she he loved her as a person That's how she deals with it. How does she deal with pride? By never forgetting where she came from. She's a queen today. Doesn't mean that you know once upon a time she had nothing. How do you deal with insecurity and pride? You deal with insecurity, realizing that listen, I don't need to be insecure about anything. I don't need to look for accreditation or validation from people because I know who I am. I am the child of the king. I am the child of the living God. How do you deal with pride by remembering where you came from? Today you might have great responsibility. Tomorrow, today you know you might have great talent, and you know you might be in great position of influence and power and success. But how do you learn to remain humble? Is by remembering the fact that listen, one day I was a nobody. Today I'm somebody because of what Lord Jesus Christ has done. That's how I deal with my pride. Can we all just look to the Lord in prayer right now? And church, you know, even before we go into a time of prayer, I want you know you to ask yourself this question: Listen, how do I deal with you know what God has given me? You know, this this evening, I want you to think about all the dreams you know that God might have possibly given to you. Maybe you know God has God has given you a dream about you know the things that He is going to do with you, but you've not seen that come to pass in your life. You're not you know you you feel that listen. There's such a long way to go, and I feel you know everybody around me seems to be you know accomplishing their dream. I feel everyone around me seems to be moving forward, but I seem to be stuck in this position. But I know God has His dream is given to me, and I know God has got a great plan and purpose for. I want you to check your hearts, right? Is there an element of pride that exists within your heart? Is there you know an element of pride that God is trying to deal with? Or can I tell it this way? God is trying to you know remove that. pride from you so that listen when you move into that plan and when you move into that purpose which god had ultimately called for you you would be ready to handle that place where god wants you to be god knew one thing about joseph that listen if this kind of pride and bragging exists in joseph when ultimately one day he becomes second in command over the nation of egypt and probably all over the world where he's in command and people are going to come flocks you know in front of him and stand and he's carrying this pride at that point of time god would never be able to use him to the level which he was able to use him towards the end of the story and that's a question that you know we need to ask ourselves is it possible that god has given us a dream even today just so that he can root out the pride that exists within our heart which we ourselves cannot see and one thing i know about pride pride is not something that we can see by ourselves other people come and tell us this. and it's important for us to recognize 
and deal with that sense of insecurity because insecurity is the reason why pride exists and we need to come to that place of revelation listen i know who i am and i know where i came from i know i can't do any of these things by my own ability i know that i can't do any of these things with my own efforts i know it is god who is dealing with everything and doing everything that he's doing through my work can we just look to the lord right now father i just want to thank you lord thank you lord father for giving us this time and opportunity to be in your presence lord. thank you father for speaking to us lord father lord even as we have gone we are starting this new series lord Lord about the dream and the purpose and the calling that you have in for us our lives Lord. Lord we don't want to move out of Lord Father Lord the place and the position Lord Father Lord that you have in store for us Lord. Father we know that you have a plan for every one of us Lord. Lord and we want to be able to move into that place of calling. We want to be able to move into that place where you want us to be in Lord Father. Lord we know Lord Father Lord the plan that you had for the children of Israel was that they would move into the promised land and that's the reason you pulled them out from Egypt but they lost out on that promise. promised land simply because lord they did not qualify they were not eligible to move into that place father we never want to be in that place lord father lord where you have these great plans that you have in store for us lord that you have a great purpose in store for us but lord we are not able to qualify to move into that place of calling that place of purpose that you have in store for us father we pray this evening lord even as we start this series lord father lord even as we looked into this uh, the whole concept of pride lord father lord if there is pride that exists within our hearts lord father we pray that you would root that out right now in the name of jesus lord father lord we want lord father lord we just looked at lord father lord that insecurity is the root of all pride father if we are insecure about ourselves lord we are still looking for that validation we are still looking for that accreditation from the people around us lord help us to come to a place of security lord father help us to come to a place of humility lord father knowing that lord father we don't need to keep looking for tick marks we don't need to keep looking for likes and views and all of the followers that we have lord father lord our accreditation and our validation comes from being in your presence lord our accreditation and validation comes from knowing who we are in you lord father you looked at us lord father while we were still sinners lord you looked at us while we were still in the dirt lord father you did not look at how clean we were when you called us out in the first time lord father when we came to know you as our personal lord and savior lord you pulled us out from filth lord father you saw dirt in us lord father and still you pulled us closely towards you lord father and lord help us to recognize lord father it is not in what we do that qualifies us lord father lord to be who we are in your presence but simply by your love and by your grace lord father and help us to have that revelation even this evening lord lord we pray lord father lord for every bit of pride that is there lord father help us lord to keep our hearts in check lord father help us lord to always go back to lord father to realize where we came from lord father today we are someone today we have any sense of influence or power or success lord it's not because lord father lord of what we have been able to do it's simply because lord you're bringing us into that place so that we can still serve the people that you've placed around us that we can still help the people that you've placed around us lord humble us lord this evening lord humble us lord father lord lord so that we can move into the ultimate purpose and calling that you have for us lord we want to thank you father once again for this time lord father we surrender each of us into your hands lord even as we move from this place father help us to remember what you have spoken to us today lord we thank you we praise you father in jesus most mighty and precious name we pray amen let's receive the benediction may the love of god our father the grace of our lord jesus christ and the fellowship of the holy spirit be with each and every one of us now and forevermore amen
that really spoke to me and i pray that it spoke to you as well i want you to remember this it doesn't matter what you're going through and where you're at our heavenly father is always with you i want to say this if you need prayer or you want to reach out to us send us an email or dm us on instagram you know let us know if we can serve you in any way just a reminder don't forget to subscribe so that you can tune in with us again and i'm really hoping to see you next week